Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Man, it's great to be back with you folks on this 137th podcast. And uh, we find ourselves in chapter five of the book of Job. And, and as we're going through the book of Job, there's a lot going on here, man. And so Stephanie and I were just talking and we just prayed and we were game planning this morning what we have for you today. And uh, I think what we're going to do is read the entire chapter five. Then we're going to look at a couple verses at a time. There's a lot more here. So we go back, you know, Job, uh, uh, God met with the devil, got permission to mess with Job, messed with Job. Um, and then took, a, you know, the terrible things happen. Chapter one, chapter two, Job speaks out there in chapter three, bad things. Job, Job was right. He shaved his head. He, he put his robe on. He got down in the ashes. He ended up, his property became the town dump. It was a slum. Everything's upside down. His life's upside down. Then his buddies show up. And then we've been talking about this guy, Eliphaz. And so that's where we are. Eliphaz is actually having a conversation with Job. And, and then in, in yesterday morning's podcast, when we got together yesterday, we were speaking about uh, how Eliphaz um, had some bad advice. We named it bad advice. Well, today we're going to name this podcast where Eliphaz wants Job just to fess up. So he's saying just fess up. And But let's look at this. Some good stuff here. Uh, we're ready to tackle it. So in chapter number five, verse number one of the book of Job, it says, call now if there be any that will answer thee, to which of the saints will thou turn? For wrath killeth the foolish man, and envy slayeth the silly one. I have seen the foolish taken root, but suddenly I cursed his habitation. His children are far from safety, and they are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them. Whose harvest the hungry eateth, and taketh even out the thorns? And the robber swallow up their substance, they were looted. Although affliction cometh not forth of dust, neither doth troubles spring out of the ground. Yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. I would seek unto God and unto God would I commit my cause. Without great things are unsearchable, marvelous things without number. Who giveth rain upon the earth and sendeth waters upon the fields to set up on high those that be low, that those which warn may be exalted to safety. He disappointed the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness and the consul, the fraud, and is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grope in the noonday as in night. He saveth the poor from the sword, from the mouth, and from the hand of the mighty. So the poor have hope and equity stoppeth her mouth. Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth, therefore despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. For he maketh saw and bindeth up, he woundeth, his hands make whole. He shall deliver thee in six troubles, yea, in seven, there shall be no evil touch there. In famine he shall redeem thee from death, and in war from the power of the sword. Thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue, neither shalt thou be afraid of destruction when cometh. At destruction and famine thou shalt laugh, neither shalt thou be afraid of the beast of the beast of the earth. For thou shalt be in a league with the stones of the field, and in the beast of the field should be at peace with thee. And thou shalt know that thy tabernacle shall be in peace, and that thou shalt visit thy habitation and shall not sin. Thou shalt know 
also that the seed shall be great in thine offspring as the grass of the earth. Thou shalt come to thy grave in full age, like as a shock of corn cometh in in his season. Lo this, we have searched it, as it is, hear it, and know that thou art for good. So Stephanie, here we are. We just read through chapter five. I, I, I don't believe we'll be able to uh, take an expository look at the entire chapter during today's podcast, but I think just start now. Right up front, it says, Call now if there be any that will answer thee, into which of the saints will thou turn? For wrath killeth the foolish man, and envy slayeth the silly one. I have seen the foolish taken route, but suddenly I cursed his habitation. His children are far from safety, and they are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver thee. So looking at those first four verses, Stephanie, those first four, uh, call. And he's talking about the wrath killeth the foolish man and, and envy slayeth the silly one. And I mean, what do you think about when you look at those four verses, those first four coming right out of the chute in chapter five? Well, Eliphaz obviously believes Job is foolish yeah. and he believes that he's silly. I think he believes that Job has maybe had an outward appearance of godliness or whatever, but inwardly God has seen that it's all a facade. And that's why God has um, crushed his children and taken away his substance and allowed a robber to come and swallow everything up. And he's saying, you know, Job, affliction just doesn't come from nowhere. And trouble just doesn't come from nowhere. And so he's making a very strong accusation against Job and pretty much saying, dude, get your heart right because it's going to get worse unless you get your heart right and just, you know, come to us that are right with God and that are in tune with God and just confess. Let's just, let's just clear the air here because we all know what God's doing. That's the attitude he's coming to, you know, like I know God, I know who he is. I know how he works and he's revealed, you know, it's almost like he's coming to him saying he's revealed his truth to me and, yeah. You just need to take my advice here. Yeah, I, and, I, and I think you're right there. I think that, uh, you know, one of the biggest problems we have in Christianity today is judging people and people yeah. judging us. And, and I think smack dab right there. And, and, you know, that's why a lot of people who are hurting, Stephanie, and a, a yeah. lot of our crowd who are listening today uh, kind of get fed up with church and stuff is because you yeah. have that one or two knucklehead that know more than everybody that... Uh, you know, want a place, man, I know the Bible, I this, you know. And uh, I think what's going on here is is this concept of, hey, Job, will you just sit there and admit it and say you're a moron? Will you say yeah. this is all your fault so we can all get on with our lives? And yeah. uh, sadly, and, but you see that more going five through eight, whose harvest the hungry eateth up and taketh even out of the thorns, and the robber swalloweth up their substance. So they, he got looted. He, you know, these things got blown over. He's lost everything. And, and uh, although affliction cometh out forth of the dust, neither doth trouble spring out of the ground. Yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. I would seek unto God and unto God would I commit my cause. And that last verse especially, Stephanie. You know what Eliphaz is doing here? He's saying, fess up, yeah. man. Well, and he's saying, he's saying, Job, if God had done all this to me, I, I mean, verse eight to me almost makes me get angry because literally the pride that's oozing out of Eliphaz in verse eight is like, wow, 
literally like if God had chosen to do this to me, this would be my response. Like he literally thinks he knows everything about this. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks he knows more than the guy who's going through the trial than the yeah. guy who, you know, right away, Job did things right here, Stephanie, right away. Mm -hmm. He shaved his head right away. He put the robe on right away. He, you know, he's got all these ashes right away. He's looking for beauty right away. He's trusting in God. And uh, I think people who come on the scene later, that's what I was thinking of with this too. Yeah. Uh, they think they know everything and they haven't even been on the scene. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean, your case, uh, you had some of God's greatest servants. I mean, you were uh, by all intensive purposes, overwhelmed with visitation, people coming by, people wanting to help and godly people, good people. I wish someone mm -hmm. would come by now and help you out. You know, but back when, back in the day, I mean, yeah. and, and we get to verse eight. I mean, he's saying, just fess up. I mean, what does your mind tell you when you see something like that in the Bible? What are you thinking? Well, I, I think of after I found out I had the liver tumors and, um, yeah. you know, you know, the story of someone who showed up at my house who I had been trying to trust and um, had thought had my best interest in mind. Um, yeah. It became obvious he did not. But, um, and he just point blank told me, you need to do what I tell you to do. You're incapable of thinking for yourself and you need to do what we tell you to do. And he proceeded to lay out how I should live my life, how I, what I should do with my kids, um, gave me some you know, rebukes and this and that and the other. And what was scary was I agreed with him because of the mindset I had been um, yeah. brainwashed into believing. But um, when I look at Eliphaz, that's what I think of is just someone who, you know, Eliphaz didn't come away having seen Job's trials saying, God, what do you want to teach me through this? He yeah. came away from Job's trials, a know-it-all expert in Job's life. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we see someone else going through a trial, going through something that humanly makes no sense, if our reaction is to become God's instrument of wisdom in their life, instead of being there just to support them and encourage them, yeah. There might be a problem because we're not there again. Like you said, it's not our job to judge others. Yeah. We're told to bear each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We're not said, um, you know, told to say, well, if I were in your shoes, this is how I would react. So in spiritual gifts over there in the book of Romans, we don't see judge in there. No. Judging no, and brethren. I think the quote unquote, I have heard so many times people say, well, God's given me the gift of being a prophet. And, and that's, you know, I just see things as they are baloney, baloney. Yeah. If yeah. you're, if you are so black and white that, you know, everything right and wrong for everybody else, all you are is filled with pride. Wow. And, you know, I think that, uh, well, first of all, I think you hit the nail right on the head and. You know, there are people who are, uh, in their minds, uh, uh, an ex a, a, jo a job of judge of the brethren. Uh, I knew a guy, for instance, one time that people would come to him and say, what does God have for me? And God always had work for them at his church. 
So go to school. Huh. You're going to work until we get enough people. Then we're going to pay you as a pastor. And, and you know, I can't, I don't know if that ever, I'm sure it works somewhere, uh, but that never works, you know. And uh, people either step out and pay the second guy or you get enough people step. It just seems to never work. And I'm sure it has. I'm sure someone's going to write me and say, Doug, we did this. And God bless you. Thank God for you. I know you're out there. But I think more important than anything else right here is we're not on earth to judge. Uh, uh, well, that's not our mission. Yeah. Well, and I think Aliphaz, I honestly see some narcissistic behavior here because he literally is putting himself in a position where he wants to control Job. He wants to control his emotions. He wants to control his reaction and is pretty wow. much saying, you do what I'm telling you to do and your problems are all going to be fixed. Yeah. yeah. And what's sad because there's elements in, of truth in what he says later on in the chapter about who God is, but his preface is wrong. Yeah. He's literally putting Job as someone who didn't know how to walk with God. I mean, he calls him foolish. He calls him silly. I mean, wow, that just, it screams just the Eliphaz was full of himself and viewed himself as, I'm the wise person here. Yeah. You're a fool. And that is a very, yeah. very, very serious thing to do. And to yeah. kick someone who's already down. I know. Who's been through things you can't comprehend. I know. I know. Wow. You know, public service announcement here, folks. And uh, full disclosure, there are knuckleheads among us, like 50% of the population. And, uh, you know, by full disclosure, uh, I'm telling you, if you got somebody uh, acting like they're God, uh, you need to get away from them. There's only one God. There's only one. Now, it's we're fruit inspectors. I get that. Someone's going to say, well, Brother Doug, you know, we're, we're to look. Yeah, of course, we don't go to a church where there's no fruit. We don't, uh, you know, we don't get lessons from somebody who's, uh, you know, uh, sucking on the end of a bottle of Jack Daniels. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't do those types of things. But I want to keep going to 16 because I think this is, is where Stephanie and I are going here. It says, which does great things. Uh, and unsearchable and marvelous things without number. I mean, they're beyond number. Who giveth rain upon the earth and sendeth waters upon the fields to set up on high those that be low and for those which mourn may be exalted to safety. He disappointeth the devices of the crafty so that their hands perform their enterprise. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness and the counsel of the forward is carried headlong uh, they meet with darkness in the daytime and grope in the noonday as in the night. But he saveth the poor from the sword, from the month, mouth, and from the hand of the mighty. So the poor hath hope and inequity stoppeth her mouth. So, you know, as we were looking at that, it stands out to me as a, as a, a great example of a, a I guess of what God can do, but using it the wrong way. Does that make sense? It's like a creed. Like he's he's putting this creed out there that, you know, this, 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 and this. I mean, when you see that, I mean, what comes to your mind? There's some, there's some right stuff in there. Yeah. No, I, there's, that's what, yeah, there's definitely seeds of truth in what Eliphaz is saying. And um, that's what makes it, that's how the devil works. Yeah. And... Eliphaz, I firmly believe that Eliphaz thought he was helping Job. Yeah. I really think in his mind, he believed he was being a friend to Job by doing this, by saying this to him. And there are seeds of truth here. And, you know, you have to remember when the devil attacks us, when the devil accuses us before God, yeah. 
he's the accuser of the brethren. He may not always, you know, they sinned, God. They did this today. Yeah. How can you still, the devil may not always be, quote unquote, lying. And an Eliphaz here isn't lying. He's not saying things about God yeah. that aren't true. Well, there's those who work in half truth. of these in Psalms. Yeah. Um, but what he's, it's what he's leaving out that makes it all messed up. No, I, I, and, I, I really think that, I, I think the devil uh, managers a whole group of the population with innuendo and half-truths and, and, uh, and that's that's where yeah. the slander, yeah, you know, that's where slander comes in. And I mean, we talk, or that talk, you know, David mentioned in Psalms and his list of things God hates. Yeah. Um, slander is a big deal to God, and yeah, I think that's what's going on here. Is in a sense, it's like Eliphaz is slandering Job to his face. Yeah, and that's a big deal. It is a big deal, and and you know, I think Stephanie with the. With the time we got left, I think we can finish chapter 5, which is pretty awesome. But it says, Behold, in verse 17, happy is a man whom God correct." I think he, by the way, I want to say about this as we go into the last few verses here. I want to say that I think he ends this gracefully. I think he's gracious at the end of this. I, mm-hmm. I think that Stephanie had mentioned earlier on, I had asked her her feelings, and she pointed out right away that, hey, there's some good stuff here. And, and I think we see some graciousness at the end for the most part. And so it says, uh, Behold, happy is a man whom God correcteth. Therefore despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. For he maketh saw and bindeth up the wounded, and his hands make whole. That's all true there. He shall deliver thee in six troubles. Yea, in the seventh there shall no evil touch thee. In famine he shall redeem thee from death. And in war from the power of the sword. Thou shall be hid from the scourge of the tongue, neither shall thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh. At destruction and famish thou shalt laugh, neither shall thou be afraid of the beast of earth. For thou shalt be in a league with the stones of the field, and the beast of the field shall be at peace with thee. And thou shalt know thee uh, that thy tabernacle shall be in peace, and that thou visit thy habitation and shall not sin. Thou shalt know also that the seed shall be great, and that thine offspring is as the grass of the earth. Thou shalt come to thy grave in full age, like a shock of corn cometh in the season. Lo this, we have searched it, so it is. Hear it, and that, and know thou is for thy good. And I, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there. It's talking about how great God is, how God can heal people, how God can protect people, how God can do this. So he... There's a lot of right here, Stephanie. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what are you seeing in the, in those last, uh, uh, you know, eleven verses? I mean, what what comes to your mind? I see Eliphaz. Eliphaz knows the who that God's a good God. Yeah. And then we go back to what his preface was. Yeah. That's what messes this up. But what he says about God here is true that God can do all of these things, that he does do these things. Where I think the problem, you know, I think the problem is that he's telling Job, because this is prefaced with, um, you know, get your heart right. Yeah. He's saying, Job, if you would just confess and get your heart right, this is who God is for those that confess their sin and get their heart right. Mm. And what's ironic to me is God gets the last laugh 
because yeah. by the time this book is over, Eliphaz knows that Job didn't go through any of this because he sinned. Yeah. But God does all of these things for Job. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah. it's like God says, yes, I've allowed these trials, not because he sinned, but because this is how I wanted him to glorify me. But yeah, Eliphaz, just to let you know that I am who you said I am, I'm going to do every solitary one of those things for Job, even though your preface was completely off base. That's great. Well, and, and you know what's cool, and, and what you were saying there is right. Uh, Job, Job was the most right with God that he was chosen yeah. for this trial. And here yeah. comes Eliphaz, who I believe, now this is just me, I haven't seen it in a commentary, I haven't, you know, so I, I believe it's pretty solid. If Eliphaz went first, he meant the most to Job. Uh, or he was in some way the next spiritual leader in the chain. This guy had to know that Job was right with God, man. This guy saw the blessings upon Job. This guy saw his children turn out right. This, you know, it's it's a wonderful honor, you know, like last night to, to have both boys over the house and, and Doug with his lady friend and, and to have a wonderful corned beef and cabbage uh, supper and things like that. And did, I, did I send you a picture of that corned beef and cabbage? You did not. I think you I did. did, but I should have. But anyway, here's the, I didn't, okay. you're right. I didn't want to pick on you, but here's the point. We had roast carrots and potatoes. It was pretty good. Well, there you go. You know, a little bit of corned beef and cabbage with that and you're living good. Praise God. Oh yeah. Yeah. But anyway, getting away from the food, getting back to the meat with our dear friends, <laughs> helpful wounded spirits out here. Listen, friends, let me let me tell you a couple things, okay? And I want to say this to you, and I think we'll, we'll give Stephanie a couple words to close this thing out, a minute or two here. But you're going to have friends out there that know the Bible. You're going to have people out there that visit you that are going to seemingly know what they're talking about. But there's going to be, uh, the devil knows the Bible. There's going to be some bad knucklehead stuff in there. And here's the good news. The Holy Spirit edifies your heart. And we're going to see that in chapter 6. We're going to see how Job replies to some of this and, and throughout the book of Job. I'm excited as we go through the book of Job, but you're going to see that not just, be, just because somebody can quote a few verses, just because somebody can spin some doctrinal information doesn't mean they know everything that's good. Trust God's word. Trust your pastor. Hey, and folks, if you go into a bad church where your pastor's a knucklehead or a narcissist or uh, he's got to be worshipped and stuff, get out of there. Give us a call. We'll help you find somewhere better. But uh, so going back to you, Stephanie, in a completely different area there, but but coming back to you, what would you say to people whose hearts are hurting? They've got these know-it-all friends. Uh, how, how can they discern? You've been there, man. You've been uh, husband buried, sadly. Uh, eight kids screaming going on, trying to get in the house, trying to put your life to normalcy. And how do you discern? How do we tell our brethren listening? What do we do here? How do we discern? I think to a huge extent, if someone comes to you, when you're down and you're attacked like this, Having been in those shoes, it doesn't leave you. I mean, it left me suicidal. And I think we're going to see that in chapter six. That's where it kind of left Job. And at the beginning of chapter six. And there is a feeling of hopelessness that comes with that that's awful. And so the only way you're going to get through that and deal with that, first of all, is by looking to the Lord and going to his word because his word is truth. There it is. Yeah going to his word for encouragement, but then also 
you know, if you're in a place like that, reach out, reach out for help, reach out to, to us, to, um, if the Lord has brought someone else into your life that you feel like is not whacked out in that realm, get help. And, um, I'm very thankful that in those moments, um, I mean, it took me 15, 24 hours, but I finally was able to reach out to my dad and though he couldn't change the situation, he couldn't change what had been said to me. He was there to listen. He was there to comfort and he was Amen. there to let me know I wasn't whacked out. And so, um, reach out for help. And I know that that's the worst time to reach out for help from a feelings perspective, because you feel like you've already been put on a grill and completely fried up. Um, yeah. but God will give you the courage and just remember that you don't serve a God who's standing over you with a hammer. Remember you have a God who loves you and is there for you. And if you cry out to him for help, he hears those cries and will be there to help you. Exactly. You know, that, that couldn't have been said more perfect. Thank you, Stephanie. And, and folks, just the wrap up, it's there. We've heard it many times over as we look at Eliphaz is uh, go to God, uh, make God your, your board, your pastor, uh, your friends are going to come over, love them, have a Starbucks with them, have them bring you a Jimmy John sandwich. I don't know. Uh, but when they start getting wrong, when things are off, uh, you got to move along. Hey, we love you folks. Look us up, please, on Helpful Wounded Spirits. Stop by and see us or uh, stop by and see us on our private pages. As we go through, Job, this is what I'm learning, Stephanie. This is the crux of it. I'm learning that trials shape us. I'm learning that trials can make us into somebody that God can use. Do you agree? Yes or no? Yes. There it is, folks. We love you. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.